Like, wow. Everybody. Oh, my. <laughs> it's Slayer Talk. There you go. <laughs> and now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Oh, my God. So I'm feeling a bit under the weather today. Yeah, I cannot believe you even tried that. Hello, my name is Mark. With me, as always, is my fiance, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? How much has been a good week here? It's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's March. Sometime in 1998. That's the best we can give you. It's, no, it's, I know what it is. It's March 2nd, 1998. Is it, though? It is. I don't think so. Why? <laughs> Why don't you think that? I don't know. I just want to fuck with you. <laughs> no, it's the third. It's March third, nineteen. No, you're right. It's March third, nineteen ninety-eight. Uh, and he's delirious with fever, guys. Don't worry. Okay. I like much. I, like, I got him. Much like Buffy in this episode, <laughs> I am under the weather. Oh my god! I didn't even put that together, but yeah. Yeah, I'm sick too, but I'm not seeing a. Monster. Are you sure? Well, well only when you choose your words carefully. Only when your mother comes over. <laughs> oh, got her. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I like your mom. Um, only when our our landlord comes. Over. Right there, you go. <laughs> anyway, so uh, this episode is called "Killed by Death." a kind of weird title it's i feel like it's another callback to like vaudeville or something like that it sounds like an episode of the dick van dyke show or something like that or 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 burns and allen or something interesting george burns and gracie allen his wife i only know of them because you speak of them you know george burns (laughs) Can hey, I, Grandpa. Can I do a George Burns impression? <laughs> no, I can't, I can't really do it, though. So, um... But he sounded like they smoked <laughs> cigarettes, or he smoked cigars all the time, and he lived to, like, a hundred years old. Yeah, he was pretty old and gross. What the fuck? <laughs> wow. What? Mean. What? He was surrounded in a cloud of cigar smoke all the time, and he a, sounded like that. A very nice old man who sure. was best friends with Jack Benny. You know, um, is Mr. Burns supposed to sound like George Burns? Because he kind of does. Um, hello, Smithers. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> kind of, yeah, I guess. I never put that together. But uh, not the same person. No. George Burns, of course, famous... For those in our generation or another generation, um, as playing the devil in "Oh God, You Devil." Interesting. Yeah. Of course, I I fondly remember him from the film Eighteen Again. Did you ever see Eighteen Again? No, I've never <clears> heard of it. Charlie Slattery. I've never heard of Charlie Slattery either, Grandpa. He, he played. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not an old man. He played uh, Ferris Bueller in the the terrible Ferris Bueller's Day Off TV show. Oh. That uh, his sister was played by Rachel from Friends. Oh, really? Yes. Weird. What's her name again? Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston, yeah. She, he played Jennifer Grey's character. 
Hmm. I guess they just decided to get another Jennifer. I guess. But Jennifer yeah. Aniston's way prettier than Jennifer Grey. Oh, agreed. But he, he so he played he played that in the terrible TV show that they made. But in the the plot of the movie, the plot of eighteen again, <clears throat> is that George Burns is Charlie Slattery's grandfather, and Charlie Slattery's lone characteristic is that he's on the high school track team. Okay. He's really good as a runner. And his grandpa also was a runner when he was younger. So his grandpa makes a, it's his 80th birthday. So he's turning 80, his grandson's 18, and he makes a wish to be 18 again. And they switch bodies. Oh, so it's like Freaky Friday. Yeah, kind of. Like Freaky Friday or like the one with Fred Savage and and Judge Reinhold. Vice versa. You or, the one with I... Dud- or the one with Dudley Moore and Kurt Cameron. You and I live in... Like father, like son. Different worlds. Why? Because you know about all this stuff that I am completely unaware of. No, you don't like the body swap movies. It's I, one of my favorite genres of movies. I didn't really think of it as a genre, but okay. Yeah, it's a genre. <laughs> Fuck you. Not a genre, but a genre. <laughs> genre. Anyway. Uh, let's talk about Buffy. Well, but just a second, though. So they switch places. And mostly it's Charlie Slattery doing his best George Burns impression. It does Carson stuff. <laughs> I can't laugh because it hurts my throat. But <laughs> the way you're looking at me is very funny. Okay, let's is talk. That- Let's talk about Buffy. I would hate to piss anybody off because we got a we got a bad review in our email. Did you see that? It was yeah, emailed to us or yeah, posted was, on our website like, or whatever. This, the, these people are terrible and they always get things wrong. Yeah, Sorry. fuck you guys. <laughs> Just saying, like no, not all of you. No, no. Okay, not guys. Guy, the one person. Who took the time out of their day to write something mean about us. Do you know, know how many too. millions and bajillions of hours of time that we've put into making these tapes? Yeah, we put a lot of time into this. And like to have somebody be like, they just get stuff wrong. Like, go, go away. <laughs> don't, don't listen if you don't like it. Why don't you research your facts, sir? Right? Like, seriously. It's fine. It's it's fine. I, uh, it doesn't make me as mad as it makes you. It's fine. I'm just not in a good mood today. People are entitled to their opinions, and if they want to spew them at us, I mean, we we that's what we do. We make a living airing our opinions on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No, we don't. We're seven minutes into this episode. We haven't talked about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I wish we made a living talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well, you know, we, we make... We make a comfortable amount of money. Stop looking at me like that. Okay, tell me about Buffy. Uh-huh. What happened? So, in this episode, there is some virus going around the school. Yeah. And I have it. Buffy is sick and still trying to, like, patrol the graveyard. Why is she always only patrolling the graveyard? Is that the only place that vampires are supposed to be at night unless they're, like, raiding? I mean, like, it's weird. they're raiding like they're in Dungeons and Dragons? (laughs) Well, what do you call it when they get in a big group and go 
kill people. <laughs> a horde. Okay. I mean, it's just like, I, I got it like in the movie the one time she's in the graveyard because she's waiting for, you know, somebody to wake up. Yeah. But like for that to be her main hangout, it's kind of weird. Well, it's because they have the... Catacombs. <laughs> they have the set, so. Oh, that too. Oh, they were in front of they were in front of somebody's grave. Sure. Oh, it my, was a cemetery. I was gonna make a joke. Oh, did I step on your joke again? No, no, you. I do, I do that all. You the do time. that enough, but no, it was it was a name. There was a name on there, and I was gonna make a joke. Oh, they're they're standing in front of the graveyard of somebody. It's a last name, and it was a famous last name, but. Only it's, Whitman. It, it's no, it wasn't Whitman. <laughs> it's very esoteric, but I can't remember the name anymore. Ah, did the fever get your brain? I guess so. But anyway, if you if you ever see that episode again and you see the place that they're in front of, think to yourself: Mark was going to make that joke. And okay, it's funny. If you even get the reference, I don't know. I probably wouldn't, because again, not a grandpa. You hundred like percent wouldn't have gotten the reference. I remember thinking that, but exactly. I, did, but I don't remember who it was. But okay, so she's in the graveyard, and Angel comes up and starts beating the shit out of her because yes. she's sick. Correct. And he's like, you know, well, it's easy now. Yeah, I thought I thought it wouldn't be as much fun, but it still is. Right. He's it's still, it's still so much fun to beat the fuck out of you. <laughs> it's it's so much fun to abuse a woman. He God, says. he's an ass. Um, but what do you think about all this? What do you what? think about? It? So we've had Angel, the good Angel, mm-hmm. and now we've got Angel, the bad Angel. What do you like better? Well, can I just say one thing? I don't know about what I like better, but I hope you say more than one thing. <laughs> um, he seems a lot happier now. <laughs> I mean, he's. I mean, I guess that's the whole point. The actor, or no? I mean, like the character Angel. Yeah. Seemed so like sad and tormented all the time, but that was the point. Having right. a soul was supposed to make him feel like that. Sure. And now that he has no soul and he's evil, he's so fucking happy all the time. He really is. Like it's like the best thing in the world that it could have happened to him was to lose his soul because life's great, you know, eating puppies and. <laughs> Beaten Buffy and whatever. Eating puppies and beaten Buffies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He does. He just he he's he's a more fun character now. Yeah, I gotta say that. I mean, of course, like in in like real like you know whatever. I like Angel better as Angel, not you know mean Angel. In real whatever. <laughs> You were going to say in real life? In reality. Like, if this was reality, I would, of course, prefer Angel with his soul. Okay, I got it. But for entertainment purposes, I prefer this Angel. I remember what it was now. Okay, well, what's your joke? They have a fight for some reason in front of Herb Albert's grave. Okay. I don't know who that is. It says the graves, the, the the big mausoleum thing or whatever, says Alpert, mm-hmm. which is a weird last name. I think this is a reference. I think Joss Whedon, in honor of his dad, is putting a bunch of references to old stuff in, I mean, but Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered and shit like that. I think he's putting a bunch of references into, like, his dad's time. But Alpert is a weird last name. Not Al, not, it's A-L-P-E-R-T, Alpert. 
Okay. So it's not Albert. It's Alpert. Okay. Herb Alpert was a, a Jewish singer. He did that song, uh, um, Hello, Mother. Hello, Father. Okay. Here I am in Camp Granada. You know that one? Yes. So, yeah, he was like a comedian slash entertainer kind of guy. I think it's a reference. Sure. Probably. Maybe. Hello, mother. Hello, father. I believe it was called Hello, mother. Hello, father. Maybe. It's just a really old set piece from back when that would have been relevant. (laughs) And they just used what they had on hand. Yeah. That's just the WB just has sets from the like the fucking sixties laying around. You think they throw that shit away? (laughs) Here's where your career is, Herp Albert. Have you ever been in a prop closet? I mean, come on, they don't throw shit away because you never know. Well, we've done stuff in a prop closet before. Have we now? Have we? I don't know, have we? Have you? Have you? Do I wanna know? Do I wanna know? No, I haven't. Anyway, I moving you were, you're supposed to yes and. on. You're supposed to yes and things. Oh, you want me to say yes, I fucked in a closet? No, thanks. No, I said we did stuff in, <laughs> in, a, in a closet. And you were like, what? Oh. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so what happens in this episode? I forget. Jesus. So Herb Albert uh, dies. Doesn't um, Xander save her? They all do. They, they all do. They oh, yeah, they all. Bag, they throw a bag yes. over his head. I forgot about that. I was like, like, he's a cat. I was like, I love this. I love this tactic. Yeah. They they put a bag over his head so they can, you know, get the jump on him. Buffy gets away, and then they all take their crosses, and they're like, yeah. oh, you know, get out of here. Cross. Like, they all wear crosses all the time, and yeah. yet he doesn't run in fear, it's but they one. hold them out. That makes the difference. It's only when they're brandished. Right. Crosses have to be brandished to have power. But then they take Buffy to the hospital because she, like, passes out. Yeah. Because she's got a really high fever because she's sick. Yeah, 107, they said. That's insane. That's, like, seizure-level fever. That's because she's the slayer or whatever. She yeah. can handle higher fevers. I guess. It's part of her superpowers. <laughs> That's, her like... vague superpowers. What's the highest temperature you've ever had? Uh, 105, I think, maybe? Holy shit. That's awful. Yeah. Wow. One oh, I think I went 105.1 or something like that. I think the highest I ever had was 103.6. Wow. Well, that's pretty high. Not as high as yours, though. Uh, when I had it, I was like, uh, hi, it's 105.1. <laughs> <it's."> <laughs> but I think 107 would kill a normal person. Yes, agreed. So... She's in the hospital. She All she wants to do is go home. She's delirious. She's talking about the vampires. Who's going to stop the vampires and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. And they called her mom, so her mm-hmm. mom's there. Yeah, they're, like, wheeling her down the, the hall, and she's, like, saying all this shit about the vampires, and they're like, oh, she's just delirious from the fever. Mm-hmm. Thank God they had an excuse. Um, Giles is like, oh, yeah, we'll get right on the vampires. Didn't they have to strap her down? Yeah. Like, she was not okay. <laughs> um, and then, while she's in the hospital, she sees a scary monster dude walk down the hall. Yeah, it's like from fucking Are You Afraid of the Dark or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. Oh, it's, he look like he's wearing some kind of mask. It, look, it looks, 
He looked like Herb Albert. <laughs> I don't know what he looked like. He but. looked like an Hasidic Jew who was also a monster. What the fuck? He looked like he had a mask on, but I'm trying to think about like what kind of mask, how to describe it. Like he a looked, marionette. Yeah, maybe. Um, it's, it's familiar. His look is familiar to yeah. me. Like from another horror movie. Yeah. Like, not the leprechaun, but like, I don't know, something like that, though. Maybe, I mean, like, Puppet Master, I, like, it, you might be onto something there. Mm. But yeah, it, it looks familiar, like, it looks like a, a kind of a classic monster. It's the long nose, the stringy hair, the gaunt appearance. Yeah. Very creepy looking. And then we find out that, you know, she's... A teenager, so she's in the children's ward. And we find out that one of the children that is there sick with the same virus mm-hmm. died. So it, like, is, I don't know, suspected that perhaps this dude had something to do with it. But it's also, you know, at the time possible suspected that... Suspected by who? Us? Buffy? Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. I was going to say, the staff's not suspecting it. Buffy? They see him walk walking down the... The thing with, like I said, stringy hair, long nose, pale complexion. They're like, it's a monster. And then someone was like, no, actually, that, that guy's just from Eastern Europe. <laughs> like, oh, okay. No, but no one can see him except for the kids. But and it turns out the kids only can see him because of the fever. They have to, you have to have a fever to see them. It's weird. Yeah. But then I guess he only kills you when you have a fever, so. Yeah. So we find out from Buffy's mom that she hates hospitals because when she was a kid, her cousin was in the hospital mm-hmm. and died. Yeah. And she was alone with her and saw it happen. Yeah. Which is messed up. Fucked up. Like, who leaves a little girl alone in a sick kid's room, like, in the hospital? Weird backstory that we didn't get until this episode, too. And the little girl they got to play her did not look like her. No, not really. She had brown eyes and brown hair. Buffy is blonde. I don't know what color her eyes are, but I suspect they're blue. I think they're brown. Really? You think Sarah Michelle Gellar has brown eyes? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. We'll have to pay more attention next time. I could describe her boobs to you. Oh, geez. I don't know about her eyes. (laughs) That's awful. Just joking. Um, So there's, like, I don't know, a theory that one of the doctors has that if they like give these kids like a higher temperature will kill off the virus or whatever. Right, right. But giving them this higher temperature is making them see the monster so they're all scared. Right. Exactly. And there's so many red herrings in this episode. Yeah. Where they're like, "Oh, maybe it's the doctor. The doctor's a fucking monster or whatever. Let's look him up." So Willow and Willow and <laughs> Giles look him look him up and there's like, "Oh, he's got a rap sheet." And everything. They don't say exactly what for, but they were like, he's a fucking criminal or whatever. And so you're thinking like, oh, he's he's into this, right? Yeah. And then um, the monster fucking kills the doctor. But he does it in a violent way. Yeah. Not his usual MO. True. It's weird. And then they're like, oh, it wasn't the doctor. It reminded me of Nightmare on Elm Street because, you Mm -hmm. know, we couldn't see the monster. We could just see him like... We just see the after Slashing the up the doctor and right. dragging him down the hall and stuff. Exactly. But it's a pretty creepy episode. Yeah. How do they explain that, by the way? 
This doctor's just slashed to death in the hospital. They don't, because it's the hellmouth, and everybody just accepts everything that happens. Right. Because just like when Giles and Willow were talking, and he was saying, God, what was it, what was it they were arguing about? Like Giles was like, you know, she's got a fever. Maybe she, and she doesn't like hospitals. Maybe she didn't see anything. Maybe she just, like, maybe it's just a hallucination or whatever. Right, and then Willow's like, yeah, but, you know, since we live on the Hellmouth, maybe we think about Right. Because <laughs> he didn't know any, any monsters that it could be. And then Cordelia was helping them with their research, because that's a thing Cordelia does now. Yeah, Cordelia's just with them now. And she was looking in a, in a book for this monster, and then... It turns out he's on the cover. Like she's like, I can't find him. <laughs> I can't find him in here. Oh, he's the cover. He's the, the, <laughs> the cover model. And it turns out that he sucks the life force out of children. Yeah, he's kinder something. It's awful. It means child death. So and then we're seeing like flashbacks of Buffy's little cousin dying, and it's like you realize that this is the thing that killed her cousin. Right. And she realizes it. Yeah. So then she wants to kick its ass. <clears throat> and then the other red flag is that they say, um, you know, it could be that it could just appear to be a regular person. Mm-hmm. Because Giles says, what is what's something that kids sometimes, kids sometimes see us for who we really are? Mm-hmm. Be behind the masks. <coughs> so you're thinking, well, maybe he's not invisible. Maybe he's somebody in the episode. So there's this fucking security guard dude <laughs> that Cordelia's flirting with and everything. He seems like really weird. At one point, he's like, "The doctor's a gray man. He knows he knows something that most people don't uh, don't have the guts to admit that sometimes kids need to die." What a weird thing for a security guard who it turns out is not a monster. Yeah. I guess to say, I never thought about that. But yeah, that was a fucked up thing, and that never goes anywhere. Boy, they really were trying to mess with us this whole time. Yeah, it really is just an invisible dude. (laughs) And (coughs) Buffy finds she cannot see him when she doesn't have the fever, and she's getting better, and they're going to discharge her from the hospital. So then, and this is 100% how, like, life works. Yeah, I'm all right. Um, her, Her mom is like, oh... You want to stay longer? Because she's like, oh, I'm not ready to go home, Mom. And she just talks to the doctor like, okay, she can stay another night. Right. Like, oh, insurance what will the just fuck? pay for that, huh? I mean, you, you may be staying a chance of talking yourself out of the hospital. I have accomplished that. Okay. But talking yourself in is a lot harder. <laughs> I've threatened to leave against doctor's advice before. Yeah. And then eventually they just discharge you. Well, I didn't threaten to leave against doctor's advice. I cried. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I cried, in fact, and said, I just want to go home, please. <laughs> but my own bed is better. Exactly. So, uh, so. So Buffy stays in the hospital. And she's not actually, like, sick anymore. But this doctor's been giving this stuff to the kids to give them fevers. It's so. like a diluted amount of the virus to help them get better. And Willow's, like, looking at his notes and shit, and he's like, oh, it's, it, it was working, I guess. <laughs> so what he was doing, they killed the, he killed the doctor because the doctor was helping them to get better. Right. And he didn't want that. Oh, because it would take away his food supply. Yeah, because he can only kill them when they can see him and they can only see them when they have the fever. But like, my, like, what? Like, just hang out. I mean, it's a children's ward in a hospital. 
just hang more out will to. come. Come on, just just chill, man. Just chill out. <laughs> Don't you think though? I mean, like it seems like if that's the place he's he's going for food, more sick children will come in. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And the way that he killed them is he sat on their chests Ugh. and then like flowers grew out of his eyes and attached to their foreheads. Tentacles. Yeah, but they looked like little daisies or something. They were like petals. It kind of reminded me of like the monster that people sometimes say they see when they're having uh, sleep paralysis. Oh, okay. Like a sleep paralysis demon. But, I mean, this is not the same because these people are moving and stuff, so they're not in sleep paralysis. No. Um, But yeah, it's really gross and creepy and awful. Um, so Buffy takes a double dose of this medicine because she thinks she's going to need more than the average bear. I don't know. I think that's stupid. Um, she gets real sick. She, Willow has to hold her up, but she Mm -hmm. can see him. And these kids have banded together. Like they figure out what's going on. Yeah. And they're, they're hiding from the monster. They're hiding like in the, yeah, they go down to the basement of the hospital because the room that the child ward in <laughs> just has a door that says basement access on it. Right? Right in the child's room. What the? Yeah, like who would do that? And that's not even locked. God, did an owl come in here for a second? <laughs> who would do that? Shut up, you meanie. It but is yeah. weird, though. The, so they go down to the basement. They're hiding from the monster. And... One of the kids gets grabbed. The monster finds them quite easily. (laughs) I love how derisive you are of the kid's ability to hide. The monster finds them quite easily. These are not the brightest children that we're dealing with here. Well, no, I mean, it was a smart idea. (laughs) Just poorly executed. Just terrible execution by these morons who deserve to die. Aww. And the monster gets the kid for like a minute. I wonder if he sucked out some of his life. Yeah, maybe. Cool. But, um. Kids die when he's uh, 62. <laughs> I could have made a deity. But Buffy saves him. She she rips the thing off and, and kicks its ass. Yeah. Um, and then hey. snaps its neck. Yeah, that's how she kills it. She just snaps its neck. Because they were like, how are you going to kill it? And she said, I was thinking I'd try violence. Right. And that just works. And whatever. There was a scene when you were like, Xander's a badass, but I don't remember what it was. Because uh, Angel kept coming to the hospital, because he can, because it's an open place. Mm-hmm. And Angel's like, uh, hey, uh, I'm going to fucking kill Buffy while she's in here. And Xander's basically like like walks up to him and he's like, you're going to have to go through me. And he's like, you really think you're going to be able to stop me? And Xander's like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you can get through me. And then maybe you can get through the orderlies. And then maybe you can get through those cops over there. And then maybe you can get into her room. I don't know. I'd like to see, though. He's <laughs> like, just like, I'd like to see you try. And then he just stares at him. And finally, Angel's just like, whatever, I'm leaving. And he leaves. Yeah, that was pretty cool. He he really is very protective of Buffy. Um, which oh, yeah. Cordelia, Cordelia does, does not, not like. like. <laughs> Cordelia's like, yeah, you're always watching her back. And he's like, what does that mean? Or, you like watching her back. And he's like, what does that mean? 
And she goes, I'm saying you like looking at her ass. <laughs> well, she didn't say ass. She cause... said butt because it's the WB. Yeah, exactly. And then she says, well, you can watch my back for a change. And then she walks away. Yeah. And then he does look at her ass. I think she's equally pretty. It may be even more so. Yeah, it's close. And the fact that he's distracted from her, who wants to make out with him, by Buffy, who won't give him like a second glance, is irritating. Yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of wish that they would just like, they would just move past this and have them just be friends. Yeah, and have him and Cordelia be in like fully committed relationship because that would be, I don't know, I like. I get what they're doing, I guess, but like, I there's enough conflict that this just feels distracting. Meh. I'd like that part of their lives to be solid, and then they can just have conflict in the other stuff. I just I feel like it would be more believable if Cordelia wasn't so pretty. They should tone her down if they're going to do this. I guess, yeah. But anyway, in the end, Buffy kills the monster and saves the children, and yay, yay! Everybody's still sick from this virus at school, though. Well, they all, they come back, and they're all in Buffy's bedroom, and they're, they're all a little sick, and they're, they're asking for stuff from Buffy's mom. Yeah, this was hilarious. Like yogurt or whatever. I don't know. What did they ask for? Um, Xander asked for chips, I think. Oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, they're all gone. And he's like, no, there's one box left behind the whatever. <laughs> he, ex- he explains exactly in the pantry where she hid them. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he's like, why is your mom bogarting the chips? What's up with that? Right. While he's drinking a surge. Yeah. But his hand is is uh, strategically covering the the label, <laughs> I assume, because so the surge didn't pay them to, for product placement. Right. But, yeah, I mean, her poor mom, like, she asked if anybody need anything because she's being nice, and, like, all four of them had requests. Right. All four of them. Was Giles there, too? Oh, was there only the three just, of them? Yeah, Giles was just hanging out. No, I was thinking... In student, a student's bedroom, and there's no question about that. I thought Cordelia was there. Um, I don't... Maybe. Maybe she was. I don't think so, though. So I was Pretty just, sure it was just Buffy, Willow, and Xander. Okay. But, yeah, so she's just taking care of all of them. And it's no surprise they're sick, because nobody was using any kind of protective gear, even though this is a contagious virus. Yeah. Well, I, the funny thing is, is I, I guess you could believe it from the kids, but, like, the doctors weren't either. They talked to a doctor at one point in the episode, a doctor that never puts on gloves or a mask or anything. Like, have you ever heard of droplet transmission? Right. You're a doctor. <laughs> like, there are precautions. Exactly. I know some of the works in a hospital, and different rooms have different precautions mm-hmm. and, and, and different procedures of... Like, the person I know does food service at the hospital, but they still have to do, um, like, if they go into certain rooms, they have to put on certain protective gear, depending on what the person has. Right, because, yeah, you don't want to be picking up bugs and spreading them around. Yeah, they don't want, they don't, that's the big thing, is they don't want you spreading them from room to room. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there's, like, droplet transmission, there's... Airborne transmission, there's something else, too. Like, there's, there's, uh, there's like, three or four different things, different precautions. Well, there's contact precautions. I know I know that. And yeah. I, I just remember he said droplet was one. It's, yeah. like, you know, stuff that passes by in droplets. So you, you have to wear a mask. You have to have gloves. And I think there's, like, a paper thing they put over their clothes or whatever. And you just throw it all away after you leave the room. Right. And wash your hands because it's a hand-washing station. And that helps pre- prevent the spread of diseases and stuff 
Because, yeah, that's the big thing is they don't want – when you're working in a hospital and you're going from room to room, because the regular rooms, like if you're on a, like a cardiac floor or something like that, and there's just people that have heart conditions or what, like non, um, non-transmittable uh, diseases, there's no real precautions or anything mm-hmm. like that. They're just, you know, they're just there and whatever. But they don't want you going into someone that's got something spreadable and then going into all the other rooms and spreading it to the entire floor. Yeah, or God forbid, go into one of the contagious people's rooms and then go to the cardiac floor or the cancer floor. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that that's the big thing. But yeah, it's funny that there's... You know, that there's this big transmittable disease and no doctors are taking any precautions at all. But, I mean, that's really, that's the whole episode, I think. I don't remember Spike or Drusilla or anything like nope. that. No, nope. that was it. Just sickness and death. And a little bit of, uh, a little bit of Angel. Yeah. A little touch of Angel. They show us at the beginning, like, uh, pre- you know, Giles is like, previously on Buffy the Vampire. <laughs> it's like, you know you're in a show, Giles? Um... And they they show uh, Marie Callender and everything. And then um, the one thing that they say about it is Buffy's mom is like, oh, she told me about Miss Callender, sorry. And she's like, you won't, you know, get a Popeye again or whatever. And he's like, yeah, it's sad. Um, <laughs> the fuck? Marie Callender. They, she makes food. Um it's a company that makes food. Uh huh. I understand that. They make Popeyes. Oh my! I thought you said Popeye, and I was thinking of like I'm Popeye the Sailor Man, and I didn't understand where you were going. You're thinking of Popeye Doyle from the French Connection. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so that is the episode, though. So you can write us at elitefee1994awl.com. Mm-hmm. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Yes. Only say nice things about us. And share your tapes with your friends. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.